welcome to the Downtown Brown Town podcast. I am your host, Jake Brown, otherwise known as Downtown Brown. Please make sure to follow me on Twitter at Downtown underscore Brown. That way you can find the links to both my Spotify and Apple podcast feeds. Um, you can also find those feeds on my Instagram at Downtown underscore Brown 33. Subscribe on those platforms, Spotify and Apple. And if you feel inclined to do so, please leave me a five-star review on either of those platforms. That would mean a lot. All right, let's go ahead and get started here. The Bucs taking on the Celtics in round two of the playoffs. And the Bucs take game one in Boston, 101 to 89. Um, great game for Milwaukee. Got lots to talk about with that one. But uh, obviously huge for the Bucs to pick up this win in Boston in game one. Um, so much for Boston having home court. Now that goes to the Milwaukee Bucks. So um, now all the Bucks have to do is just win their three home games and the series will be over in six games. Um, so got to be feeling good as a Bucks fan here. Uh, we'll break down all, all the aspects of this game and uh, look, uh, look ahead to the, uh, the, the next couple of games here of the series. But um, holding the Celtics to 89 points obviously is huge for the Bucks. Um, their defense was absolutely fantastic. Drew Holiday was swarming the Celtics all game. Giannis played great defense. Wesley Matthews, Javon Carter, Brooke Lopez, you name it. Um, the Bucks came to play. They were locked in defensively the whole entire game. And uh, when they do that, they're really tough to beat. Um, you know, we, we saw, I think, for the most part, what we expected with individual matchups. I was a little surprised to see Giannis be match up, matched up on Jalen Brown. Uh, I thought that um, Drew Holiday would be on Jalen Brown, but uh, they they like to go with uh, Giannis on Jalen Brown, which I think makes a lot of sense, to be honest. I mean, Jalen Brown is obviously their second best player, their second best scorer. Um, so to throw a lengthy defender like Giannis on him, it's going to cause him some problems. And uh, we certainly saw that. Uh, pretty tough game from Jalen Brown for the Celtics. 12 points, 4 of 13 from the field, 3 of 9 from 3. Um, tough game for Jalen, even though he's a really great player. Um, expect him to probably shoot better in this postseason but um, or in the series. But uh, he is kind of nursing a little bit of a hamstring injury. I don't think it was really obvious or anything like that in this game. But uh, coming into the game a couple days before, it was reported that uh, Jalen Brown was dealing, dealing with some hamstring tightness. So um, that's obviously something that's uh, pretty significant anytime there's a hamstring injury for a basketball player. But I, still, he played 38 minutes. I don't think that was the reason that he struggled. just think he struggled to make shots. And uh, Giannis did some good stuff on him defensively. Um, so I think that was a good call by Coach Budenholzer. Um, Drew Holiday was on Marcus Smart which I was surprised by as well. Um, again, I thought Giannis and Holiday would flip-flop guarding Brown and uh, Smart, but, you know, I think making sure that Smart doesn't go off, he's probably, you know, another guy that you're, you're going to worry about making three-point shots against this Bucks team. You know, he is their point guard. You know, Jason Tatum runs the offense a lot, but Marcus Smart initiates it as well, and we all know how great Drew Holiday is at the point of attack on defense. So I like that move as well. And then Wesley Matthews on Jason Tatum is what I expected. And um, 
and he did a good job. You know, Wesley's been great this postseason, especially on defense. And uh, Jason Tatum had 21 points, but he really struggled in this game. Six of 18 from the field. Yikes. Four of nine from three. That's good, over 40%. Um, but tough shooting uh, game overall from Tatum. Uh, he was the Celtics' leading scorer with 21 points. No one else had 20 or more points in this game. So, um, yeah, starting with defense, the Bucs did a great job. Um, for the Bucs, they went with the same starting lineup as they did in the last three games of the Bulls series where they were 3-0 in those games. Uh, Bobby Portis replacing Chris Middleton. So you have Drew West, Bobby Giannis, and Brooke Lopez going with that big lineup. Um, and the Boston Celtics went with their traditional starting lineup that they've had most of the season when healthy, uh, sliding Robert Williams back into that mix uh, after they had Tice in there um, earlier on in that first round when Robert Williams was hurt. And then when he came back uh, in game three of that series against the Nets. So Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford and Robert Williams rounded out the starting lineup for the Celtics. Um, overall team stats here for the game. Um, actually, before we get into that, um, update on Chris Middleton. Um, the reporting has been a little bit interesting with him. I don't think it's not, it hasn't been consistent at all. Like, you know, we've heard that he's definitely going to be out for the second round of the playoffs from Shams. Um, but I think there's still some optimism. It seems like from other reporters that he could return later on the series. Um, my take on it is I don't think he's going to play this series. Um, I just, I think it's going to be tough to get him there. He did have a grade two MCL sprain. So we did find that out a couple days before this game. Uh, we, we didn't know the severity of the injury until then, but Shams did report it's a grade two, which I believe is typically a four to six week injury. So um, yeah, I don't think Chris Middleton's going to be back this series. Uh, it looks like they're probably going to have to win it without him, but you never know. Maybe he rush, maybe he gets good and they, they put him back in, you know, maybe game six or even a potential game seven. But I would expect Chris to be out all series. As for George Hill, he also is, was out in game one with that abdominal strain that he suffered in the uh, second to last regular season game against the Pistons. Uh, no timetable for his return. He was questionable for. Uh, the Bucks game five against the Bulls. So it seemed like he was getting close, but uh, he was just ruled out of this game simply. So um, I don't know when George Hill is going to be back, but um, I think he could be back maybe mid to late uh, part of the series. But I mean, the way Javon Carter's playing, I think he's got to lock up his spot in the rotation. Uh, we'll get to him later, but he had a really, really nice game uh, against the Celtics in game one. All right, so let's jump back into the team stats for the game here. Bucks shoot 41.1% from the field, 37 of 90. Uh, the Celtics, 33.3%, 28 for 84. Uh, just goes to show how great the Bucks defense was. Um, Three-point shooting, the Celtics were better there. They made more and had a better uh, percentage. 18 for 50 from three for the Celtics, that's 36%. And the Bucks 12 for 34, that's 35.3%. So 53 point attempts by the Celtics is quite a bit, but I mean, look, they made 18 of them. They had the edge there, but uh, clearly the Bucks were more dominant from two in this game. Um, both teams made 15 free throws. Bucks had 21 attempts. 
Celtics had 20, so not really an advantage there at all. Um, rebounding, pretty pretty close as well. Both teams had 10 offensive rebounds in the game, um, but the Bucks had 44 defensive rebounds as opposed to 38 for the Celtics. So uh, the Bucks overall re out-rebounded the Celtics by six rebounds in the game. 11 steals to eight steals for the Celtics. Uh, turnovers was certainly an issue earlier on for the Bucks. Seven turnovers in the first quarter, but then they only managed to have seven more in the second through fourth quarter. So seven turnovers in the, the last three quarters. Um, and the Celtics though had 18 turnovers. So um, clearly that was something where um, the Bucks struggled early, but they were able to clamp up. And uh, the Bucks had 27 points off those 18 turnovers for the Celtics. And the Celtics only managed six points off of the Bucks' 14 turnovers. So um, clearly an edge there from the Bucks. They were able to get in transition after they uh, forced some turnovers from the Celtics. And uh, they capitalized on a lot of them. Just a lot of great steals from Drew, uh, Wesley, and Grayson even. Um, just really, really good individual defense from this Bucks team. Fast break points, the Bucs had the clear edge there, 28 to 8. Uh, the Bucs always look to get into the fast break, get quick transition baskets. That's where Giannis excels, and uh, clearly they dominated in that aspect of the game as well. Points in the paint, Bucks had the advantage there, 34 to 20. Um, so, yeah, I mean, really, that's kind of how it breaks down. I think the key things are the Bucs having those a 21 point differential on the points off turnovers, the fast break points, 20 point differential, 34 points in the paint. And then again, just, you know, having a better overall field goal percentage, 41 to 33. Uh, those are the kind of the key things for me that stuck out in this game. Uh, and the reasons from a team stats perspective that the Bucks were able to win in game one. Um, just looking at some of the overall individual stats for the game here. Uh, your leading scorer for the game, and obviously for the Bucks too, is Drew Holiday. 25 points in 36 minutes, 8 for 20 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3, made all six of his free throws, which at times he can, he can be a little off from the free throw line. He had some big ones in the fourth quarter too, four of them specifically. Um, nine rebounds, five assists, three steals, and only two turnovers for Drew. Um, that's a key stat to look out for him is we've seen that turnover number be closer to five, six in some games earlier on in the playoffs and throughout the regular season. But I thought Drew did a really good job at settling in to the game after that, you know, str just struggle from the Bucks in the first quarter. Uh, he had a really nice, efficient game. I mean, he did shoot a little bit under where you want to be from a field goal perspective, uh, 40%, but uh, three for three of five from three, really good stuff from Drew. And again, the low turnover numbers is huge. He was minus three in his 36 minutes. So the Bucks lost his minutes by three. But again, I don't think that states how impactful he was on the court. Drew Holiday was fantastic. Uh, he did have some foul trouble earlier on in the first quarter, picked up two early fouls, and he sat, you know, I think six, seven minutes at the end of that first quarter then. Um, but the Bucks were still able to go on a nice run uh, 10-0 run after the Celtics had an 8-0 run themselves and got a seven-point lead earlier on in the first quarter. So the Bucks were able to rally and really play nicely. But Drew Holiday, we need him to step up. We need him to be a presence offensively, and he certainly was in this game. 
Uh, the three ball was falling. I liked how he was trying to get to the basket more in this game, uh, backing down some of the guards from the Celtics. Drew Holiday is so strong. He can get to the basket and finish some tough layups. So um, certainly he can shoot better from two in this game, but or in the rest of the series. But overall, 25 points from Drew Holiday. I'm not complaining about it at all. Uh, his defense was elite. Overall, he played a really, really good game. So going to need Drew to step up offensively, and he certainly did that in this opening game of the series. Giannis is next, 24 points in 38 minutes, 9 of 25 from the field. Uh, tough, tough shooting split for Giannis there. Missed both of his three-pointers, 6 of 11 from the free throw line. Not great either. Uh, after he did start 4 of 4 from the free throw line, um, really struggled then towards the end, two of seven to close the game. Uh, 13 boards, 12 assists, two blocks, five turnovers for Giannis. Um, he was plus 23 in his 38 minutes. So when the, Giannis was in the game, we won those minutes by 23 points. Just goes to show how dominant he was. Second career playoff triple-double for Giannis. Um, he played well. Now, obviously, he struggled. Uh, making shots, specifically layups. He missed a lot of really close layups that he normally makes. I think if he makes a couple of those, you know, his, his field goal percentage gets to right around 50%, which, you, which is where you want it to be. And then he's getting 30 points for you. So um, even though he wasn't his like typical dominant Giannis self, he was still great. I think the one thing that really stuck out for me with Giannis is that he wasn't forcing a lot. He let the game come to him, and he was a great playmaker in this game. He was looking for open shooters, not forcing his shots, not forcing getting to the basket and drawing charges like he, he often does. Um, he found a lot of open shooters, and uh, those guys were knocking him down. And that, that obviously uh, explains why he had 12 assists in this game. If Giannis is just going to let the game come to him like that and find those open shooters, I mean, he's such a good passer when he's up in the air, you know, with multiple guys on him, uh, he finds the open guys more often than not. Um, I really liked his playmaking aspect in this game. Um, I thought he was fantastic. His defense was great against Jalen Brown. Uh, he had, again, two blocks in the game, and um, he was just calm, cool, and collected, which is what you want to see with Giannis. I think he's going to get his every game. He's going to shoot better from the field going forward in the series. You know, I think there are a few calls that he could have gotten. Al Horford hacked him a few times, like he always does, and he didn't get the calls on a few of those. Um, you know, I think the Bucks overall got a pretty decent whistle in the game, so I'm not going to complain too much about it. But I think Giannis doesn't get the benefit of a doubt of the of the doubt um, from the refs sometimes when he's just clearly getting mauled when he's driving to the basket. But overall, Giannis was great. Uh, he's got to be great every game in the series for the Bucs to, to be able to win this one without Chris Middleton. But, you know, I think he's going he's gonna to figure things out here and, and have 30-plus more often than not in the rest of the series. So um, I can't complain with the, what Giannis did. Just got to clean up, clean up the turnovers a little bit. Five turnovers in the game. He had three earlier on in the first quarter. I think there was just a little bit of those jitters earlier on. He slipped like the first possession in the game and turned the ball over. I mean, I'm not too concerned about it. He does have some high turnover games at times, but I think he'll clean that up. Um, and also, if he can just make some more of those uh, layups at the rim, 
then I think he'll be just fine. So Giannis had a good game. Uh, that off the backboard alley to himself was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, he showed why he's the MVP, why he should have been the MVP this year. And uh, Boston's going to have a hard time containing him. So uh, really good stuff from Giannis in this game. We'll go to Bobby Portis next. 32 minutes in the starting lineup for Bobby. 15 points, 6 of 12 from the field, 2 of 7 from 3, 11 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, and 1 turnover. Uh, plus 11 for Bobby in his 32 minutes. Uh, the three-point shooting wasn't great for him, 2 of 7. Uh, he did hit one really big one uh, towards the middle of the fourth quarter that put the Bucks up 15 after a really nice pass from Giannis when he was driving to the basket. Um, I thought Bobby was great in this game overall, though. Uh, he was taking advantage of smaller guards or forwards being on him, like a Jalen Brown. Um, and he was backing him down to the basket and just finishing those little hook floater shots that Bobby is so good at making. Uh, he had some really tough mid-range turnaround shots as well. Uh, I thought Bobby was great. Uh, again, another double-double for him in the playoffs. He is just so good at attacking the glass, getting rebounds and just scoring, um, you know, in the mid range and also from three, but I also thought his defense was pretty solid in this game as well. Um, Bud has, has been trusting Bobby, you know, and in the playoffs, you know, in key games in the regular season as well. And some closing lineups to be out there, defend and make an impact. And he's certainly done that. I think this is a nice matchup for Bobby defensively. Um, he can guard some guys like a Robert Williams, Al Horford, um, and he can even have some possessions on Jason Tatum and just hang in front of him. I think he did a good job with that when he was matched up on Tatum a few times uh, when he was forced to switch on to him. But I think Bobby's defense overall this playoffs has gotten a lot better, and that's really, really key for this Bucks team. Um, their starting lineup defensively is just it's – it's very, very good. Um, Chris Middleton has been a good defender in his career, but I think his defense is not great at this point in time of his career. He's getting older. I just don't think he's got quick enough feet like he used to, and he's certainly gotten cooked um, defensively. So, I mean, we obviously want Chris Middleton in the lineup. He's, we're better when we have him, but I think this Bucks team defensively is a little bit better when Chris isn't in the lineup. Um, and a lot of that can be attested to how well Bobby Portis has done in that end. So uh, I think Bobby has earned the trust, and uh, I think he's going to play well on both ends of the floor here this series. So um, really good stuff from Bobby. I thought he was great on both ends of the floor. Uh, Wesley Matthews, we'll touch on him next. Just five points in 29 minutes, two of seven from the field, one of six from three. Not great there, um, but two boards, two assists, and a steal. Um, he was fine, you know, one for six or three is not great, but again, what do we need Wesley to do? We need him to play defense and he played great defense on Jason Tatum and, and anyone else he was matched up on. He forced some turnovers that steal he had on Tatum was really, really nice. Um, and he's just making th things difficult for, for Tatum Brown and the Celtics team in general. Um, Wesley Matthews has been great. And uh, hopefully he can shoot closer to 40% from three in the games to come. But not too worried about that with him. He didn't make a whole lot of mistakes. He did what he needed to do defensively. And uh, I think he's going to be, again, hovering around that 25 to 30 minutes per game mark 
just because of how good his defense is. So uh, nothing to complain about from Wesley Matthews. Just hope he shoots a little bit better from three going forward. Uh, Brooke Lopez, the last starter, six points in 28 minutes, three of seven from the field, all of two from three. Uh, pretty rough misses from three there. I think one was uh, an air ball or close to it, and one was way off as well. Uh, but he did have 10 rebounds, a steal, and three blocks. Uh, but he was minus 10 in this game. So the Bucks lost Brooke Lopez's eight, 28 minutes by 10 points. Um, I think he was solid uh, offensively, not much of an impact. Uh, the three ball has struggled to fall for him pretty much all playoffs besides, I think it was game two of the games, one and two of the, uh, the Bulls series. He was making some three pointers, um, but you know, Brooke Lopez's defense is so good. And uh, he just, again, proved why this Bucks uh, team defensively was really struggling in the regular season when he was out um, for the, what, 60, I think he missed 69 games and played in 13. Um, so, yeah, for Brooke Lopez, uh, three blocks in the steal is really what sticks out to me. Uh, he had some really nice blocks at, um, you know, Boston when they were getting to the paint. And that's the thing with this Bucks defense that's really that really gave Boston fits um, in this game is that they could not score at the rim. Brooke Lopez, Giannis, Bobby, even Drew and Wes were just doing great jobs at limiting their effectiveness in the paint, blocking shots. Um, and they're going to have a tough time scoring on this Bucks team in the paint. We are really, really big. Um, certainly not like Brooklyn was when they were just getting to the paint at will against that team. So. I sure expect to see some adjustments from Boston in games two and going forward, um, you know, trying to get themselves some easier opportunities at the basket. Um, but the Bucks did a great job at limiting that. And that all starts with our anchor on defense, who is Brooke Lopez. So uh, hopefully he can uh, score a little bit better going forward. I think they're going to need his scoring um, in some of these games. You know, again, we just need some guys to step up with Chris out and fill that 20 plus points per game role that that Chris has uh, been for this Bucks team this season. So Brooke Lopez is certainly one of those guys who can score 20 plus in any game. And I think he'll do that at some point in the series, but not too worried about his offense. His defense was great. Um, and overall, it was a solid game from Brooke. Once again, the trend here since Chris has been out is the Bucks are going with an eight-man rotation. The three guys getting those minutes off the bench are Grayson Allen, Javon Carter, and Pat Connaughton. And again, again, that was the case in this game. We'll start with Grayson Allen, 29 minutes for him, 11 points, four of eight from the field, three of six from three, two rebounds and assists, three steals and one turnover. Great game from Grayson. Uh, even though he didn't have like the typical scoring game that he had in the last three games against the Bulls, uh, two of those, he was 20 plus. I think he had 29 and 22 respectively in games three and four. He still had a really nice game. 50% from the field, 50% from three, three steals. I mean, what a great game from Grayson Allen. I thought he played really well defensively. He moved his feet well. He had some matchups on Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, where I think he did a great job keeping those guys in front of him. And uh, again, the three steals, he was impactful on both sides of the court. And uh, we know that Grayson is not like a great defender, but I think he's certainly capable of being a solid plus defender for this Bucks team. So 
again, if Grayson Allen's going to continue to shoot like this from three and uh, be an impact out there like he was against the Celtics today, this Bucks team is going to be hard to beat. Um, so Grayson Allen leading the, the bench with minutes, great game from him. We'll go to Javon Carter next, seven points in 22 minutes, two of four from the field, one of two from three, hit two clutch free throws later on in the game, uh, one rebound, one steal, one turnover. The key thing with Javon Carter, again, he shot 50% from the field and 50% from three in this game, just like Grayson Allen did. But the, the key stat with Javon is that he was plus 25 in this game, highest plus minus of the game for the Bucs, we won his 22 minutes by 25 points. Uh, his defense is fantastic. He's such a solid player in both ends of the court. He made some, some good shots. That mid-range shot that he hit uh, later on in the game was tough, and he hit a really nice three. I think it was in the second quarter. Um, Javon Carter has solidified himself into this backup point guard role. Even when George Hill comes back, I think it's got to be Javon. He's just played so well. Um, and he go and he proved that you know even though he's a smaller guard that he can play impactful defense for the Bucks team. Um, and he was just fantastic, picking up guys full court, making it tough on them, not allowing easy shots. And again, he can hit shots when he's open. So Javon Carter clearly made an impact, being plus twenty five in his twenty two minutes. I love what what he's given this Bucks team. What a great pickup by John Horst. Um, he is making such a huge impact for the Bucks in the playoffs since we signed him in this game one of the series. He was fantastic. So uh, Javon certainly deserved those 22 minutes, and he's got to keep that backup point guard role going forward. So I love what Javon Carter did in this game. Pat Connaughton, the last one here, 21 minutes, eight points, three of six from the field, two of four from three, five rebounds, an assist, a steal, and two tur turnovers for Pat. He was plus 10 in his 21 minutes. Again, solid game from Pat Connaughton. Again, like Grayson and Javon, Pat was 50% from the field, 50% from three. If those guys off the bench are going to be that efficient, this Bucks team is going to be really tough to beat. Uh, Pat had a solid game. I, I don't think anything stuck out too closely here. The five rebounds was nice from him. He's always active on the glass. Um, and, and he hit some shots. He made some plays. He was impactful out there. We know Pat Connaughton is clutch. We saw it last postseason, and uh, he's going to continue to get right around 20 to 25 minutes in the in each of these games because he's a good player on both ends of the court. He doesn't get exposed defensively. He rebounds the ball well. He can hit shots, and he's just a really solid player. Um, so I hopefully Pat Connaughton, you know, can get some more three point attempts going forward and, and get hot in one of these games, and you know maybe put up 20 plus, but Again, he was really good in this game for the Bucks, and um, I can, he's someone that we can rely on to make shots going forward. Um, so that's what I've got for the individual players for the Bucks. Um, again, I think one of the keys just looking at this Bucks team is that if they defend like they did in, the, in this game and the rest of the series, and if our role players can knock down shots, the Bucks are going to win the series. I fully expect Boston to shoot better. Again, they did make 18 threes, shot 35% from three, which is or 36%, which is not terrible, but you know, some of their guys really struggled. Jalen Brown, three of nine from three. Marcus Smart, one of six from three. Um, 
Al Horford shot it well, four of nine from three. Tatum, four of nine from three is good. Grant Williams shot well from three, two for four. Derek White, who's a not a good three-point shooter at all, was two for three from three. Peyton Pritchard, two of eight from three was rough. I mean, I expect him to be around that because he stinks, um, to be quite honest with you. He was minus 17 in his 11 minutes. Uh, I don't know if Peyton Pritchard's going to get a whole lot more minutes in this series because he absolutely stunk in game one. Uh, but I hope he does because he was terrible and the Bucks exposed him for the fraud that he is. Um, but like I said, if the Bucks can shoot, hit shots, especially the role players like the Grayson Allens, the Bobby Portis, the Javon Carters and the Pat Connaughton's, again, I think the Bucks win the series if they play that level of defense that they played, which I fully expect them to do. This team is locked in now after that disappointing game two loss at home to the Bulls, losing Chris Middleton. I think that really woke this team up and unlocked their playoff intensity. Um, so I fully expect them to play that level of defense again. Now, do I think they're going to hold Boston to 89 points every game? I don't think so. Uh, I expect Boston to make adjustments in game two and, you know, games three and four and however long the series goes. Expect Boston to, to really play hard in game two. They can't afford to go down 0-2 to the Bucks when the Bucks go home for games three and four. They're going to give it their best effort in game two. It's going to be a hard one to win for the Bucks, but again, um, they played extremely well and they showed why they're the defending champions and they showed that championship mentality and uh, they're, they're not scared of anyone. So um, I'm really impressed with what we saw with the Bucks and stealing game one is, is huge. You know, now we've got home court advantage in our favor. Um, the Bucks tend to not play well in the first couple of games of series. They, they start to get better as the series go on. Um, but I think coach Bud had a really solid game plan coming into this game and, and it looked like, you know, he, he made some more adjustments earlier on in the series versus waiting after the first couple of games to really make some adjustments. Like we saw uh, pretty much all last year in the playoffs. So uh, just a really solid game from the Bucks here. And um, again, expect Boston to play really hard in game two. I still think it's going to be a long series. I mean, going into it, I had Boston in seven, um, you know, I just felt like without Chris Middleton against a really, really good team that the Bucs were just going to have a hard time to be able to win the series. Um, I obviously feel much better about this one. Um, now that the Bucs won game one, you know, we'll see what happens going forward here. But even though I picked Boston to win the series in seven before um, the series started, I still felt like that the Bucs could definitely win the series they just had a slim margin for error and they were going to really have to play well defensively and get key contributions from those role players. Like I mentioned, Bobby Portis, Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, um, Brooke Lopez, all those guys are going to need to score along with the Drew Holiday. who's going to need to be effective, especially on offense, which he was in game one. So um, I feel a lot better about the, the Bucks chances in the series. I'm not going to say it's over or anything like that. Bucks have it. But you got to feel a lot better after winning game one. But it's going to be a dogfight. You know, Boston is a really hard-playing team. They're going to come out aggressive. That, that crowd is loud in TD Garden in Boston. They're going to be fired up. They need a win. So uh, I fully expect it to be a blood battle. 
um, a bloodbath in um, in game two, and obviously if the Bucks win that one, they are in prime position to win this series. Um, but you know, if it's one one, you still got to feel good about the Bucks' chances. Just got to win those home games. If the Bucks can win games three and four, they will win the series. Um, but Boston's not going to back down in Milwaukee. They're going to play hard. Sometimes the Bucks struggle a little bit at home, so that worries me a little bit. But I still think this is a six or seven game series. Could go either way. Um, but I feel much better just knowing that the Bucks came out with this intensity on defense. And, you know, Boston had a lot of, a harder time scoring versus a Brooklyn team who was garbage on defense. Um, so a couple things to keep in mind for game two and going forward is um, some injuries that we saw in this game. Marcus Smart got banged up multiple times in the game. Uh, he had a shoulder injury early around in the second quarter. Uh, looked like he couldn't even lift his right arm. Uh, it was diagnosed as a shoulder stinger. He ended up being fine and starting the second half, but he also had a quad contusion as well that forced him out of that second quarter towards the end of the second quarter. So um, some injuries for Marcus Smart. And then he also hurt his knee in the second half and was definitely limping after the game, walking to the locker room. So uh, Marcus Smart's a dog. You know, he's, he's a hard player. Uh, he plays hard. He's very, very good. Um, so I fully expect him to play in, in that game. You know, he's not going to back down from it. So, but it's something to keep in mind that Marcus Smart clearly is a little bit banged up here, um, which, you know, could build well a little bit for the Bucs uh, if he's not as effective, uh, especially offensively, which he really struggled in that game. Uh, with only 10 points, three of 11 from the field, one of six from three. So uh, that's something to keep in mind. Also, Robert Williams, who tore his meniscus towards the end of the regular season um, in his right knee, I believe. He also got banged up a few times in this game. He's had some injury problems in the past. Um, so, you know, I think we'll see how he plays going forward. Again, he's still on a minutes restriction. He only played 22 minutes in the game, six points, three of six from the field. He did have eight rebounds and three blocks. So I thought he played fairly well and the limited minutes that he had. But that's another guy to keep an eye on with the Celtics is how effective is Robert Williams going to be going forward? Again, I don't think he's going to miss game two. Uh, he'll be in that lineup, but um, certainly he could be a little bit limited, but uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, it looked like from a Bucks perspective that they didn't really have any injuries in the game. I think Giannis got nicked up one time. I can't remember like what body part like he looked like he was favoring a little bit at one point but I don't think it was an issue for him Giannis plays through anything he's going to be fine he'll he'll be out there obviously in game two um, but other than that it looked like the Bucks got through this game clean which is obviously something that we've just got to hope for going forward we can't afford any more injuries with this Bucks team so I uh, just wanted to point out what we saw in game one from an injury perspective all right, so that's all I've got for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed this one. Um, Bucks game two will be Tuesday night in Boston and then three days off before game three, which will be in Milwaukee Saturday afternoon. And then game four will be Monday, um, Monday the, the 9th in Milwaukee. So uh, after that three-day layoff, you know, from games two to three, the, the Bucks and Celtics will be playing every other day, which, which is which is nice. So um you know, get right back at it with game two. It's going to be such an important game for the series for both teams. Um, 
it's I think it's a must win for Boston, but you know, you never know what's gonna happen throughout the series. But uh, just want to thank everyone again for watching and checking this one out. Again, uh, please make sure to subscribe on Apple and Spotify if you haven't already. And uh, follow me on Twitter at downtown underscore brown33. Uh, this is going to be a great series. We'll have a uh, podcast up after game two, and uh, we'll, we'll keep uh, getting podcasts out after each and every playoff game here. So, uh, as always, thanks again, everyone, and go Bucks.